Back to Truth of Texas Banking. I'm LaVonda Renfro. We were on the road recently meeting up with our Veritex Bank golf ambassadors in action at the Houston Open and at a private Veritex Bank Pro-Am in Dallas. I'd like you to sit back and get to know some of golf's rising stars and PGA's players ranked in the top 20 in the world. You're going to love meeting these people. It's always great to hear how they stay grounded and prepare for the next tournament. We talk a lot about people with a purpose. Well, they have a purpose. Today we are kicking off the Houston Open and I want to talk a little bit to Kramer about what he's been doing. Kramer and I were just talking about where he's been the last four weeks. So Kramer, why don't you tell us where you've been up to the last four weeks? Yeah, <laughs> it's been quite the traveling experience for me. And then Japan, and then I went straight from Japan back to Dallas and then spent a day in Dallas and went to Bermuda for a week. And then went straight from Bermuda to Mayco, the Cancun, Mexico. Right, that's And then, so that was the third week in a row. Then fourth week we're here in Houston. And then, uh, so this is my fourth week in fourth different country in a row. And then uh, next week we'll be in Sea Island, Georgia. For, wow. To, to finish off the year. So <laughs> It's a lot of golf, right? Rackling, a lot of golf, exactly. Yeah. I was talking to him a little bit earlier about, I don't think people always realize, what, you know, golf is... You're on Sundays, you're playing the weekend, but what what the work is beforehand, what you have to do beforehand to get ready for uh, a tournament, but just what your what a day in the life of a golfer is. Why don't you tell us a little bit what sure. you do? Yeah, I, I would say that the work that we put in, that's the hard part. Right. That's, that's where you know, all the blood, sweat, and tears kind of comes from, and then all the success that we have on the golf course is just... It, it, you're basically just letting the performance happen at that point. Um, you've done all the work ahead of time, so like if I were going to take everyone through a week for me right. in preparation, at a tournament week this morning, you know, I'm up at 5 a.m. Oh. at the golf course at 6.30, right? You've done all your warm-up stuff in the gym, and then your your body's warmed up, ready to go. But I putt for an hour and a half, and wow. then I win hit balls for 30 minutes, and I played nine holes, and it's about two and a half hours to play. And then wow. Came back and I tipped for 30 minutes and I putt for an hour, then I hit for another 45 minutes. And then at the course of that day, I mean, it was probably, I think I started at 6 a.m. and I was done at 2.30. So, I mean, six right. and a half hours. Of physical or, work. Oh, sorry, yeah, eight, eight hours of work, right. of physical work. So it's really taxing. And then you do that over the course of a week and you're talking six, seven days yeah. in a row. Right. And then you start adding on, well, it's my fourth week in a row, so I've been doing that for 20 you know, eight straight days, basically. Wow. So it's, that's amazing. Yeah. How about the mental part of the game? How, how do you prepare for that mentally to get ready to go? Yeah, it's tough. That's that's one of the hard parts. It's like you get into week four and five in a row. It's really you need that mental balance. You uh-huh. just really need that. And a lot of guys will go get away when right. it, I try to make Monday my off day. So Monday I try to go fishing, get some balance, get, get a little relaxed, and <laughs> you know just reset and just get away because you really do have to be fresh. And the way I think about it is like when I go play golf and it's Thursday through Sunday, you just took a test. That mm-hmm. was a four-hour exam. And right. everyone knows from college and, <laughs> and high school how your brain felt after that test. You just made a thousand decisions and, you know, you're just really worn out. Right. And then also it physically taxing. So it's just a combination of both. I mean, we're here playing golf for a living, so I'm not going to 
act like we're I'm not going to gripe about it. We're, pretty, we're we're very very lucky to do what we're doing, but it's not as stress free as people might think. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, and we we are so happy to have you on Team Veritex. You're such a, a great ambassador for us, and we wish you the best of luck at the Houston Open this week. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank it. you. So how's Coop School been? Yeah, good. Yeah, you're, you're a good I was uh, member. I was glad to get through. Oh, you're fine. Excited to get through that fast. <laughs> yeah, awesome. congratulations. That's yeah. wonderful. It makes it yeah. makes it a little bit easier on me. Yeah, a little less pressure, right? Exactly. And then the real pressure starts. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. I say it's gonna be less pressure. Yeah, right? it's not. Yeah, it's just as much. <laughs> no, it's a different kind, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of pressure though that you've been working for all the time. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So Mac uh, is new to Team Veritex, and he is going to be playing in the Houston Open this week. And so Mac, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you, how you got to be a professional golfer. Yeah, so I I grew up in San Antonio. Oh yeah. Uh, I was born in Charleston while my dad was doing his residency in Charleston, but we moved to San Antonio when I was like two. Okay. And I grew up there, went to Alma Heights in uh, San Antonio. Oh yeah. Started playing golf when I was uh, seven or eight. Uh-huh. Didn't really get interested in, in it until I was like 11, 12. Uh, my brother started playing at a really early age. He's he's three years older than me, and that's kind of what got me into it. Uh-huh. He, and my, he and my dad really loved it. He and my dad loved it, and that kind of, that's kind of what I got interested in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I grew up just, I played a bunch of other sports, but got in or started playing golf seriously when I was probably starting or kind of eighth grade, ninth yeah. grade and took off from there. Yeah. And you went to SMU, is that right? I yeah. I just graduated there in May. So. That's awesome. How, how did your status come about? So I I gained status on so they they, they came up with a new tour this year called the Form Tour. Mm-hmm. It was a, a US based tour that was a substitute for the Canadian tour this year because of the travel restrictions. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they made an eight tournament schedule in the US and I gained status on there because of my play and okay, yeah. I finished inside the top fifteen on what was the PJ Tour University rankings. Right. And that got me status onto the form tour. Yeah. And then I won the third tournament and had two other top tens, and so that That's got awesome. me. That got me status on the Corn Ferry Tour, and then played great in, in Final City yeah. School and got myself a couple more starts. Well, we've been hearing your name a lot. We're so excited to have you on the team, and we want to wish you the best of luck at, to, at this week. And hopefully, uh, everything you do will be, you know, really good for you. I, I, I'm really interested. I was talking to Kramer uh, earlier about the grind behind. The, the tournament, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your grind every day. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit different. I I am not a huge fan of... I, I know a lot of pro golfers that love practicing in the morning. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm not a huge morning guy, so I'll do a lot of... I, I work out most early most mornings, and then I'll, I'll go and eat lunch and kind of... I, I, I love to be out at the course until it gets dark. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of the just a little bit opposite, I'm right? The after lunch to dark kind of kind of practicer instead of the instead of the early morning to noon kind of guy. So I'll go out around noon and practice for a couple hours. And I, I love to I love to play. Yeah. I, 
I know a lot of guys who find success in practicing a bunch, but I'm more of the kind of go out, figure it out on the course kind of guy. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was talking to, I think it was Bryson one, uh, a couple of years ago, and he said he would have practiced to play sometimes Absolutely. during the week. So it's just, I guess, what you find is best for you, right? Yeah, but I think that's that's how guys find success is yeah. they find what works best for them. Bryson, I know for a fact, rarely plays golf. He yeah. just does a lot of practicing on the range. So. Yeah. It's pretty cool how that how guys work so differently, but then play so right. similarly. So. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of well. That's great. Well, congratulations on on your status and best of luck this week. Thank you so much. All right, I thanks, Matt. Okay, I'm here today with Max Green, who is going to be participating or playing in the Houston Open, and Max is on Team Veritex, and so we've been talking a lot about our players and just really what they go through every week, and talking about, you know, the tournament is one thing, but what you put into the practice before, the right. week before, so why don't you tell me right. what a day looks like for Max? Yeah, um, I'm not a big, I'm not a big practicer on Monday, just a little bit here and there, might go walk nine holes or something like that. Uh, Tuesday is my big day, so I usually go out and play all 18 holes and either fiddle with my clubs if I need to <laughs> as far as, um, you know, fixing some things or whatnot. But, um, and then Wednesday is usually just back to practicing again. So, but it's 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 pretty standard. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I spend more than 45 minutes or an hour each day either hitting balls or putting or chipping. It's just kind of, you know, a little bit of everything. About 45 minutes to an hour of everything each day. And, you know, I, I try to work out three times a week. So, mm-hmm. It kind of matters how my uh, tee times are on Thursday and Friday of how I determine that, but usually Monday, and then if I were to play late on Thursday, I'd work out Wednesday, and then uh, if I played early on Friday, I'd work out Friday afternoon, so a little bit, a little bit of it, you know, varies as far as weather-wise or anything like that, how the week's going to go, but um, no, it stays pretty, stays pretty standard just like that each week, I, I try not to do too much to get too tired or um, you know not prepared quite enough so I, I try to keep it about as, as even steady as, as, as steady as I can yeah. and I try to keep that same, same kind rhythm. of feeling every yeah. single week I think that's interesting that when they say kind of keep that same consistency so you're not changing up too much right do you find that after you had a permit to play well or not play well you think okay I need to change this or change that yeah, there's a couple of things that I might need to work on, but you know, I'm I'm not huge on making really big adjustments or anything like that. Just gradual tweaks here or there, just kind of either make one part of my game feel a little bit better, or just one part of my game stay a little bit more consistent, type yeah. of thing or something like that. So, um, just little tweaks here and there. I'm I'm not a big not a big tweaker at all. Yeah. So um, I try to keep it. I try to keep it as simple as possible. Well, it's working sure. out well for you. Yeah. So it has we, been so far. Yeah. So we wish you the best of luck this week, and congratulations on everything you've been doing, and we'll see how you do on Sunday. Thank you so okay. much. Thank you so much. So I'm here with Ryan Palmer, who is uh, playing in the Houston Open this week. So Ryan, tell us a little bit about what you do to prepare for. Um, it all depends. Like for instance, this week it was uh, I played last week in Mexico, uh-huh. so I went home for a day, for a day and a half to you know see uh, see the family. It was at my son's event, but I drove in this morning from uh, Fort Worth area, and um, you know a day like a week like this, when I drive in, it's more of a just kind of get the body going on Tuesday. Right. Uh, the game's in good shape from last week, so not much, uh, not a whole lot of work I need to I need to grind on, I guess you could say. Yeah. So. Uh, 
had a good nine holes and then um, I got a little work done with my uh, Dr. Van Beesen who I work with on my body. Okay. So to make sure everything's in working order. So uh, <laughs> now it's a matter of just getting some rest tonight and then tomorrow will be a good practice day along with the pro-am. Yeah. So, uh, Different weeks are different. It depends on you know the travel time and when we get there. But I try to spend a good amount of time on Tuesdays practicing. Yeah. And that way Wednesday I can kind of play the pro am and not do too much to get ready for Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon. So uh, I'm you know I'm resting, resting. So uh, this week's a little different driving in, but uh, I think it feels great and yeah. uh, I'm excited to be here back in Houston for the. Houston Open. That's great. Well, uh, Ryan's new to the Team Veritex, and I wanted to give you a few minutes just to talk about your foundation. I know you're really proud of that, and we're really proud to be a part of that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your foundation and why you started it? No, it's great. When I, when I got the news that, uh, and that Veritex was one to you know, jump on board with our foundation, we were able to move our foundation as far as the money to Veritex Bank and then and then also I'm out there representing Veritex Bank on tour now which is it's We're an honor I know uh, I've known Malcolm Holland for quite some time now um, so uh, to be part of the team is uh, I'm, I'm honored very privileged to, to be able to represent these guys on, on tour so uh, you know our foundation has been great I started it the Ryan Palmer Foundation back in 03 in Amarillo Texas where I grew up and when we first started, it was a matter of just you know wanting to get back to the game of golf, to the community I, I grew up in, and uh, it grew to more. Um, we were able to um, start a healing garden in, at the Northwest Texas Hospital in Amarillo, okay. uh, Children's Hospital. So uh, started that back there, and then when we I moved to the Fort Worth area, mm -hmm. uh, living in Colleyville, we got more involved with uh, dental care. My wife's a, de a licensed dentist, and um, uh, we were able to start our Briar Smiles initiative. So we're raising money to give to um, provide dental care for um, you know kids that are less fortunate and they can't they, you know, their families can't provide the dental care they need to, to for their self-esteem it's amazing how many kids go on to schools with no and they're, they're sad and they're they don't want to show their, their smile right right because of their teeth so we're able to give these kids the smile they want and awesome. you know we have, i've read stories of kids that wear hoodies and after the work they've got done they're popular, happy, beautiful, and so it's pretty cool to see these kids thrive by being able to give these kids the necessary dental work that they need. It's interesting to me because I don't think a lot of people think about that being logically that a smile can make a difference for someone. It's amazing these stories are read with these kids and uh, so it's, it's pretty cool to see you know, the before and after and then hearing how great they're doing and then We've also got involved with the uh, with breast cancer initiative as well. My wife went through breast cancer back in, she was diagnosed back at 16. Okay. And, um, you know, yeah, thank the Lord she's doing great. I mean, it's clear right now. So, uh, but no, we're able to provide certain things with, with, with um, breast care. Um, and one thing we started with the uh, breast cancer, the National Breast Cancer Foundation is uh, we started helping with these uh, hope kits. And one thing we did was, uh, you know, there's things Jennifer wanted when she was going to chemo, from a blanket, to lip gloss, to, you know, books, to a, a Yeti to have drinks in or whatever. So we're able to fill these uh, hope kits up with blankets from Columbia and just little things that they need, socks, you, know, you name it. So uh, it's pretty cool to be involved with, uh, to give these ladies 
just to just let them know that we're there and we're thinking about them and uh, to get whatever we can. So uh, yeah, the, the foundation is doing great back home and uh, very proud of what we've been doing. Well, that's very. I didn't know if you know this, but we had a little uh, for October us cancer awareness month. Eric put together bags for people who are receiving chemo, mm-hmm. and we put things like Aquaphor, puzzles, um, hand cream, you know, things like that because we have the same thing. And the bank, all the employees of the bank gathered over 1,600 bags to be delivered uh, throughout. Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston uh, for uh, ladies going through Yeah, it was, it was so cool. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we went, we took my kids and some of their friends, and Jennifer and her parents, we went to uh, their offices there, the, the National Breast Cancer Foundation, and we were able to fill the boxes ourselves. Yeah. And so Columbia, one of my sponsors, provided blankets. So we filled them up with blankets, a, a Yeti, a, obviously lip gloss they need, yeah. socks. Right. Different skin cares, just whatever yeah. they would, Jennifer so would want, and it was a pretty cool to be able to watch the kids and yeah. teach them a little bit about it. And uh, well, it's so close that. to your, your heart. It is, it, it is, and you see, there's so many ladies that are less fortunate than you know, obviously Jennifer was. Right. So, uh, but when you can, you know, give them a little. A little hope yeah. every now and then, but it's, yeah. it's huge. So uh, right. it's great to be a part of that, and um, you know we're doing great and raising more money to get, <laughs> get back more and more. Well, we love that. Well, we wish you the best of luck this week, and we hope you do well. So, Good luck. Well, I appreciate it, and thank you, and look forward to many more years. So Paul's here with us, the Team Veritex, and Paul came down to help us kick off the Houston Open with some of the players from Team Veritex. So Paul, tell me a little bit about how you prepare for a tournament. Um, so usually like I come in on, usually on Monday and I'll play, or Mondays I usually just practice on the range, with my caddy for a couple hours, go back to the hotel, go to the grocery store, get situated, get waters, peanut butter sandwiches, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Tuesday I'll play 18 holes, practice, I mean it's kind of a eight to four type day so it's a long day and then most weeks we have a pro-am and so play the pro-am wednesday you know usually i'm trying to get in bed by nine o'clock turn on the turn on the shows fall asleep by 11 usually um that's kind of what i do before the tournament so do you do anything outside of the golf you kind of relax you take you away from you know what the grind is every week uh yeah i mean it depends just depends where we're at. I mean, when I'm at home, yeah. you know, not doing a whole lot. Um, practicing pretty much every day, but not not for a long time, I would say. The competition just gone up and up since, you know, really I turned professional. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you find that, I mean, how long have you been playing professional? Uh, 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. Do you find that, okay, someday you know why am I doing this? Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but you try to make that very Little. quick. And get, and get out yeah. quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's good. Well, we wish you the best of luck this next year at Corn Ferry Tour, and we're so happy to have you on here. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. So I'm here with Scotty Shuffler, who is going to be playing in the Houston Open. Scotty's here to help us kick off the Houston Open weekend. I spawned the team Veritex. So, Scotty? I know a lot of people talk to you about the Ryder Cup and things like that, but what I want to know about, you said something earlier about, hey, have fun in practice, right? But don't put all your eggs in one basket with the kids that were here. So tell me a little bit about that, how that affected you when you were growing up. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think my parents did a good job for me, not putting too much emphasis on a golf or whatever sport I was playing at the time. Um, they kept me pretty education focused and they did a good job just making me stay patient, not get ahead of myself. And um, Yeah, not putting all your eggs in one basket, just going having fun, playing a ton of sports. I mean, I really enjoyed the team aspect of other sports. And, um, I mean, I obviously loved golf the whole time, but you know, you gotta, gotta do other things. Exactly. One thing that's interesting, you said your parents helped you stay focused on, you know, academically too, that, you know, it just wasn't about, and not everyone's gonna be a professional golfer or a professional athlete. So you guys yeah, they told me that numerous times growing up. I don't, I don't think I ever listened, but. Yeah, and your kids don't listen yeah. that time, so I'm gonna be the one, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what you do to prepare for, you prepare differently for different types of tournaments that you're in, like if, you know, depending if you're out of town or Play a lot. Yeah, so but for most tournaments, I get there Monday night. Okay. Majors, I usually will come in Sunday um, or get there as quickly as I can Sunday. I usually like playing the week before a major, always. Um, that's just something that's worked well for me in the past. And I kind of I feel like I play better that second week. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as just regular events go, I always get in Monday night, Tuesday play nine holes, Wednesday play nine holes, and then make sure I'm resting for the tournament. Do you like to play more or practice more? So when I'm at home, it's probably 50-50. Okay. I usually, I'll probably play half the days and practice the other half. Okay, yeah. okay. So what, now let me, correct me if I'm wrong, were you on the Corn Ferry Tour? Yes, okay. yeah, I played the Corn Ferry Tour in 2019. Okay, how, tell, me the, tell me how hard it is to play on the Corn Ferry Tour, is it? I mean, yeah, I watched it and I thought, these guys are really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the golf is very deep right now. There's a lot of talented guys playing at all different kinds of levels. And so for me, when I graduated, I went through Q School, played a year on the Corn Ferry Tour. You learn a lot playing that Corn Ferry Tour for a year. Yeah. I mean, you got to learn how to travel. You got to learn how to play, you know, 30 events in a year. And in college, I probably played 15 or 16, only three-day events. And now I'm going on five-week stretches playing four-day events. So, yeah. Um, Kind of figuring out how I like to travel, yeah. you know, what hotels I actually like, where, yeah. what airline is the easiest to use for certain stuff. Um, <laughs> and any more, that's probably not easy just, at all. Yeah, and it's just so much little stuff that you don't really ever think about right. um, just watching us on TV, but you know, there's a lot of little things and nuances to the tournament week yeah. that you got to get used to. I was watching you play a couple years ago at the Dell match down in Austin, and you looked really like you were alive because I guess you played up in front of yeah, it was super fun. I mean, match. I like match play a lot. Okay. I like the simplicity of it. That you just have to beat the guys in front of you. Yeah. I really enjoy that aspect of it. Playing in Austin in front of the home crowd was, was always fun, a lot right? Of fun. Oh yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, we've really enjoyed watching, of course, in all your tournaments, but also at the ladder cup. It was really special to see you uh, do well there. But um, we're so happy to have you on Team Bear Texas. Wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Glad to be a part of the team. Okay. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> thanks. thanks appreciate Scotty. you. Got it. Great. So I'm here with J.P. Thornton, and we are at the Veritex Bank Pro-Am in Lakewood in Dallas, Texas. And, J.P., what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is what you do every day to get ready for a tournament. What does a day in the life of J.P. look like in a day of practice? Oh, so day of practice, um, it kind of really kind of centers around what my family has to do. So right. with my five-year-old starting school, you know, she's uh-huh. in kindergarten now. So I have to really, I have to have a lot of balance and I have to really, really be on a strict schedule, which is I'm, my days normally start at about 6, 6.30 in the morning. Okay. Go to the gym and then I'm probably at the course by 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, you know, I'll do roughly about, if, if I'm just going to practice or hit balls, it'll be 
pretty much like 45 minutes on the range and then from there I bounce to the short game and uh -huh. then 45 minutes there. I really don't like to stay in a place like too long, like right. you know just being on the range for 2 hours. Yeah. Cuz at one and sometimes it can just be it can get kind of boring. <laughs> right. And then at that point, you know, if I have it figured out, I don't want to you know, stay on the range and then I'll try to start searching for more. Right. You know, so if I'm hitting it good and then, I'm, you know, it gets bored and then I go to something else that can, you know, keep my mind yeah. clicking. So I just, I kind of just bounce around from, you know, full swing, you know, pretty much working on the swing changes that I have. And then mainly I spend most of my time, you know, working on 100 yards in, wedges, putting. That's right. where primarily I say if I practice for four hours, three hours at that time is going to be spent towards short game. Um, putting, right. you know, little specialty shots and things of that nature. It's funny, I hear people talk a lot about, you know, a lot of people think that golf, they just go out and play that day, but all the prep work that goes in before a tournament, right? So you spend, that's your full-time job, yes. is preparing for a tournament, mm -hmm. right? So I know you have a five-year-old daughter, yes. and so tell me how she plays into this. What does she, how does she think about her dad being a golfer? Uh, she thinks I'm a she thinks I'm a superhero. I guess well, you are. Say. Well, actually, <laughs> right now, her being five, I'm her best friend right now. Oh, so. I love that. Yeah, so she likes to come to the course with me. Sometimes. That's right. Yeah, and I, where I practice it, they actually have like a little six hole, little short game course uh -huh. where I actually practice on it a lot, working on my wedges. So it's like 50 yard shots. So she can come out ride with me on the cart. So Aww. it's fun to where now she's. She's a little bit more, I guess you could say, she's not as active as she was when right. she was um, three and four. So right. now five, she can sit in the cart and, and do something she, else. If yeah. she wanted to be with dad the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we spent, she, I mean, that's during the summertime when she can come to yeah. the course with me. But, you know, she's, she's like my number one fan. Oh, I love that. I was lucky enough to meet your wife when you were all up in, at the office one day. And you just have a great family. I'm, I'm glad that's a good balance for you. One of the things I want to talk to you about is what you just said earlier about discipline and that you really have to be disciplined in your day. Mm -hmm. about what you do because it'll probably be easy some days to wake up and go I'm not doing this today yeah, right? I can easily get sidetracked <laughs> with, with you know things life. around the house or just life in general right. so I just I mean I just really have to make a schedule I feel like if I write out a schedule or just have me a schedule set up it's, it's easier for me to follow Yeah. so I just don't like to you know just kind of just randomly just kind of go through the day I just like to have it set and that way if I have it on paper I have it wrote down it makes me really follow through on it yeah well we were lucky to hear you when you had some interviews on on the streaming course and we wish you the best of luck we hope to hear more of you on the Corn Ferry Tour when they're announcing and doing interviews so good yeah. luck to you today having yeah. a lot of fun thank you thank you thank you for having all me. right thanks JP so I'm here with Kristen Gillum at the Veritex Bank Pro-Am and Kristen's here to play with some of our clients and I wanted to talk to Kristen a little bit today I think her season's just ending and she has a couple of months off but really what keeps her motivated to keep coming back for more because I'm sure there's a lot of mental strength you have to have to keep going with this game so tell me a little bit how do you get your mental strength Christian what what drives you to keep going yeah I think golf is one of those games where you're never going to perfect it and so I feel like no matter what like when you finish like at the end of the season especially you think back on everything that you can improve on and so right. I think that especially this year I'm more motivated than ever to fix the things that I feel like that are holding me back and so I'm just I feel like even though I want to be a perfectionist, you right. have to understand in golf that you're, you're never going to be pretty right. It's, it's not possible, but right. you can always try. So, right, right. Um, I think that's kind of like what motivates me and just mm -hmm. knowing that how much hard work I've put into it and just kind of looking back on that and just, I mean, just trying to be the best player you can be. I feel yeah. like you, every time you finish a tournament, there's always things you can improve on. And so right. finding those things, I think, think as long as you're learning from it, then right. you'll just be getting better. Let me ask you a question. Do you still love the game? Uh, yes. Because <laughs> I think it has to be a love, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's too hard to do without it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. definitely, I always tell people, um, especially like my friends who 
are trying to figure out if they want to turn pro or just kind of get a regular job, I always say, like, you have to love it to be able to right. be out there. It's, it's a lot of golf. I feel like a lot more golf than people realize. A lot of travel. You're by yourself a lot. And yep. So uh, I feel like it's something that you just have to love. But, I mean... I've loved it since I began, so it's yeah. one of those things where yeah. I'm not giving it up. That's awesome. Well, I love watching you play, and I love how you approach the game of, you know, you have a good way of letting it go. When it's over, it's over. got to go to the next thing. Why do you think you had, what, what drives you to have that difference where I had didn't have a great shot, but I keep going on? What do you think makes a difference for you when you're able to do that? I think that you just have to short-term memory loss, I feel like, uh-huh. when you're playing golf. Cause, Selective amnesia yeah. a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I feel like if you talk to most golfers out there, most of your shots are probably not going to be perfect. And so um, right. it's just making sure that you can get the ball in the hole when it needs to be in the hole. And so it's just like you just have to quickly get over things. And by the time you step up to the next shot, just you can't be thinking about that last shot and just have to, by the time you hit the next shot, just kind of forget about what's happened and just be fully committed to every shot. And that's really all you can do. What do you think, what it would be your wish for the LPGA? If you had one idea that would help the LPGA become even a better tournament than it is, what would that be? Hmm. That's a tough question because I feel like the LPGA has made so much improvement. Yeah. I feel like in the last, uh, especially like last 10 years, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't, I feel like from You're a lot young. of players, yeah. I, to, yeah, <laughs> I was young, but a lot of players I've talked to has come such a long ways. But I think just every year we're getting more TV time, more broadcasts, mm-hmm. right. more people. Like I know our, this last week uh, we actually had our tournament. The whole the 12th hole was live streamed the whole time. So okay. like if you wanted, you could just watch on Peacock all day and just see everyone go through from the whole entire tournament. So stuff like that, yeah. just getting more TV coverage. But I know that's definitely been, it's been a huge improvement on the LPJ in the last couple of years. And I know yeah. especially it's going to continue to be in higher purses and just kind of getting more awareness to the women's game. Yeah, I love watching the women's game. It's amazing what kind of athletes are out there playing on the game of golf. So we wish you the best of luck next season. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so I'm here with Carlos Artiz, and we are at the Veritex Bank Pro-Am in Lakewood in Dallas, Texas. And Carlos was unable to play with us today, but he's here in spirit, so we appreciate you being here, Carlos. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what your daily routine is, Carlos, because I know you play in the tournaments, and that's great. But what do you do to prepare for a tournament? What's your week look like before any tournament that you play in? During the tournament or, or Before. Be- before, yeah, I have three girls now, so it, it looks way different than it used to look before. Uh, that's but that's part of it, right? Yeah, honestly, I normally wake up and help get the. Re- I mean, I help. If my wife hears that, she says I don't help, but I, <laughs> I in my that. in my mind, I help get the, get the girls ready, um, help them wake them up, and then we normally take them to school or daycare, whatever right. you call it. After that, I I normally head to the club, have mm-hmm. breakfast, and practice putting chipping short game and and like wedges for for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then i normally try and play 18 holes with with a buddy and i try to be home by 4 or 5 p.m and Mm -hmm. then hang out with the girls again you know either go out to the pool or take them on a walk or just hang out with them Uh before they go to bed and after you know after hanging out with three four hours with them i'm exhausted so i go to bed at the same time they go to bed <laughs> and then we start all over again i love that because mm-hmm. you have a, a, brand, a brand new baby i think julia yeah yeah and uh so i know that you know you have a lot going on but i love how you can find that balance because i'm sure it is it's a balance right of i have three small children and a wife and i have my career and so to find to find that balance i'm sure it has changed a little bit right yeah <laughs> you're right it's, 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 it's a balance and and 
still, you know, still trying to find that balance. It's not, it's not that easy. Yeah. Sometimes I probably get more tired uh, hanging out the house for a week than yeah. being on the road for four weeks. Right. Oh, man, that's that's tough. I don't yeah. see. I, I mean, God bless you for doing it that way. So tell me, what is it about your game that? What is it that you're playing now? that you changed where you've really come into your own as you're playing so well what's is anything changed about your game that you've that you've seen or that you've been working on honestly it's i think obviously i'm always working on technical stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and making sure that my swing stays consistent and and, and work on my short game it, it takes work but the thing that, that has changed the most for me is the way i approach it mentally uh-huh. i'm having way much more fun lately i, I enjoy it more it's also helped me that being a being a father, I know there's more than more life, than golf, right? More than more more than golf to life, uh, and that definitely has changed my perspective. And I, I feel I can get out there and enjoy it, and then know that if it doesn't go well, I still have things that matter way more than golf. Oh, I love that because uh, the podcast is about people with a purpose, and so you know, golf is something that you do and you do very well. But it's also about you have a, a wonderful family, and that, that is that balance. So what is the one thing about playing, though, uh, being on the road? What do you like about being on the road? I mean, it's like when you have permits back-to-back. How do you stay healthy? How do you stay mentally focused on that when you have back-to-back? I, I actually don't. There's a lot of stops, and nowadays we get to pick where we play. Okay. Most of the places I go, I love the golf course. I love the cities. I I have friends, and... Uh, it just makes it just makes it not the same every week, you know. So yeah. I, I really enjoy that part. Sometimes traveling can be a little bit hard, but I, I honestly enjoy being on the road for for I me mean, not too many weeks at a time, but three right. four weeks at a time. I can do two, especially three. Uh-huh. Uh, I get to enjoy, I get to see new places, see at different places, and 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 obviously the golf courses we play are amazing. So it, it's I I love what I do. I I really enjoy traveling. It's not it's not like it's a torture. Yeah. Obviously, you can get at the end of the year like right now. It's like okay, I'm I'm ready to be home. But, <laughs> but I actually have a lot of fun being on the road. Well, I saw when you were playing micro, you did so well. So is that you like playing in Mexico or the states? Do you like it? Doesn't matter as long as it's a good golf course. Yeah, I mean honestly, I I don't have like a that's this like my I'm obviously in Mexico right now. You go to the beach and everything, so it can be almost like a little vacation. But I I love playing in a lot of places. Like I love playing here in Texas. I was. So sad that I couldn't defend in Houston, but I, yeah. Texas feels like home to me. You know, they have a lot of friends that come out. I have a lot of people that support. So any of the Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, right. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the Mexico tournament. I enjoy playing in California because of the weather. So I, I have a lot of stuff that I really like. Like and to do. How I said, it's, I really enjoy traveling, and I, I really enjoy all the places we go to. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, we were so glad that you came today, and we're sorry you can't play a little bit today, but we wish you lots of health and best of luck in the next few tournaments. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm here with Malcolm Holland, CEO of Veritex Bank at the Veritex Bank Pro-Am in Lakewood in Dallas, Texas. So Malcolm, tell us a little bit about why you why the game of golf. What got you interested in the game of golf and why are we the Golf Bank of Texas? Oh, my interest in golf goes way, way, way back. Probably college time. My dad played a little bit growing up. I started playing in college and like most type A males, you know, you do <laughs> all you can to get as good as you can. And so I worked really hard at that and then my son comes around and he picks it up pretty quick and he ends up being a half decent player so it's just been something that's been part of our family and our life and when we started the company golf and business i think align really well with some real common character um, traits right i thought you know what why don't we start investing and so at at Veritex, when we were small we did little north texas stuff here tga TGA. Um, and then as we grew Mm -hmm. and candidly had more resources to invest more 
Then we started down the path. First take State Bank open. Mm -hmm. And then we did our merger with Green, and we thought, you know what? Let's start bringing some players on. And so we got a few players, and today we have 15-plus in, mm -hmm. in every league there is out there. Mm -hmm. And then to do our Corn Fair event. So it's a major commitment, both time and money. Mm -hmm. But I think we get paid back many times over what our costs are. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the things that you've always talked to us about is that, you know, if you can spend four hours out on a golf course with a client, uh, you really get to know them and you get to know what kind of business they're in and what they can, what they need. And so you've always found that golf is a great way to get business, right? Ab absolutely. And it's people you want to do business with and People you don't want to do business with. <laughs> They're not going to treat the game of golf right. They're probably not going to treat their business right, right either. So we get to make that decision. But, yeah, four hours on a golf course, you know who you're dealing with. <laughs> well, I love that. I think one of the things that we're most excited about, uh, too, with, at Veritex Bank and with the golf players we have is that really seeing that uh, we've had players go from the Corn Ferry Tour that make them the PGA Tour. Tell us a little bit about what that would mean when you talk to those players, what that means to them. Yeah, so part of our investment is not just at the top of the house, some of the best players in the world, and we have three, four players in top right. 50 of the world, but we like to invest in younger folks and like to see them succeed and give right. them an opportunity to live their dream, both on the Corn Ferry Tour, on the LPGA Tour. We're probably going to have some on the Symmetra Tour. So to just watch them progress mm -hmm. um, is, is you know, it, the dividends are really nice. We had two guys this year that went from the Corn Ferry Tour right. to the PGA Tour in Max McGreevy and Austin Smotherman. And it's just, it's just, it makes you feel good yeah. that you are part of moving them up the ladder a little bit. And not everybody's going to get there. No. But... We like to be a small part of it. Yeah, I think one of the things we always say is, you know, in our in our logos, a lot of times they come grow with us. Well, that's also in, in yeah, golf as well, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And growing away. So what's the one thing that you're most proud of, of with your investment in golf and what we've done there? You know, I just over the years, I think we were starting to become recognized, um, mm -hmm. certainly in the city of Dallas, in Fort Worth and in Houston, but even statewide. Mm -hmm. And Candidly, nationally, people are asking questions, you know, who's this V, who's this Veritex? And so you don't ever be able to measure exactly what the returns are, but our brand is being recognized right. on, on, a, on a pretty pretty large scale. And candidly, it's opened some doors for us. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm just I'm just proud that the guys we have carrying the V are good guys. Yeah, totally. They're great people that you want them around your clients. You want to do business with them. They're just really good people. Yeah. And so that's kind of the top prerequisite anytime we bring somebody on. It's just want to be a good guy. Yeah. Well, I love that. And, you know, it's not just a good guy. We have a... Uh Kristen, oh, we have as Kristen, well. Kristen from the guys, LPGA. Girls and girls. Kristen Gilman. Yeah, she so good guy, it. good gal. Don't mean to leave you out, Kristen. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Malcolm. Have a great day today and have a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm here with Bryson, and we are at the Veritex Bank Pro Am in Lakewood in Dallas, Texas. So I've talked to Bryson a couple times before. And Bryson, welcome back. How's everything going? Great. Glad to be back. I'm a little stronger and faster. <laughs> now I'm a little tired from yesterday. It went pretty hard. Oh, but, yeah? Uh, no, excited to be back here helping support Veritex Bank and what they're doing for the community. Well, and, and thank all, you. So let me, let me ask you a question. So you're going to be going to Vegas. We all know about the Vegas deal <laughs> after, after Thanksgiving. Thanks yeah. for making it such a family outing in Vegas after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Friendsgiving. <laughs> Friendsgiving, that's right. <laughs> Friendsgiving. But what I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about is that I know you've been practicing a lot and, and out and uh, getting stronger. So yeah. when does your, does your season already start again or is it ended? When What's what's your season look like? Yeah, I mean, I haven't played in this new FedEx Cup season yet. Okay. And the main reason for that is is uh, I wanted some time off. Yeah. And time off to get stronger, bigger, faster, better, mm -hmm. and just give myself more opportunities to 
relax a little bit. You yeah. know, my life has been go, 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 and it's still go, go, go. I'm doing a lot of YouTube stuff on the back scene. Yeah. Starting uh, a new VC firm for me and my. Oh, really? Own. Yeah, yeah. So we're investing in some companies now. And but yeah, mainly social media, growing that, uh -huh. growing uh, networking. Growing, yeah. You know, and making deals is. And doing deals is essentially what I'm trying to do this off season, and, and getting a lot of rest and recovery for my body, and getting stronger with the body. That's, That's great. Pretty much what it is, and then my season will pretty much start up here at Hero. Okay. Uh, after the Brooks match, and then we'll go. Uh, Maui is really going to be my first FedEx Cup first FedEx, FedEx okay. Cup event. Yeah. Well, you know, when you and I spoke last time we you were on the show, you talked a lot about you know uh, one of the things that drives you is really about how people how kids learn. Oh, yeah. And you talked a lot about that. And I was always education. interested after that in education. So what do you think about, you know, your next step there? Is there something you want to do differently to help invest in that? Yeah, well, I think my foundation work is is we're going to start going hard again this year. Okay. We've had some tough times just because of COVID and a bunch of, there's been a bunch of different yeah, reasons because exactly. of it. But as of right now, yeah, we're looking to do some work here in the Central Valley over uh, in California. Okay. Where I grew up. Right. And we're looking to, to do something for the, the children's hospital there and um, junior golf in that area mm -hmm. and potentially some education plays in that area as well. The reason why we're doing it there is first I grew up there and there was right. also a charity event that was in 2003, 2004 called the Save March Shootout. Okay. And I want to help restart that again oh, help wow. the local community. I think it'd be cool because that's, that's pretty much where uh, I got my love for professional golf. Right. There's a bunch of professional golfers that came out there, Arnold Palmer, Nick Watney, Lee Trevino. Lee Jans. I mean, it's just the who's who was out there. Arnold yeah. Sorensen came out there, even Lorraine Ochoa. And, and they all showed me massive support when I was there because my dad was the general manager of that golf club. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Uh. And so when I went out there, they let me hit one shot in front of everyone. <gasps> I was so nervous. I was 11 years oh old. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I was 11 years old and I hit a shot and everybody and I hit three shots and they were all hyping me up. Peter Jacobson and Sign Boy <laughs> were there just pumping me up and made I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say, how to say it, whatever. I was super super nervous but they made me feel right at home and they showed me a lot of love yeah and showed me that they actually cared about junior golfers and from that day on that's when i've always had sort of a give back mentality to, yeah. to junior golf and to the community and the local community in that area so that was my first exposure to professional golf right. and how much it does for charity yeah well i've noticed you when we had you uh, play with us and how wonderful you are with the kids that are always at these clinics and stuff i mean you really you make love them it. like they're the best thing that ever happened to golf so we really appreciate you doing that, that. somebody thank gave you something back to you so that's great that's right so i appreciate it thanks and have a great day today okay be all right thank you. bye Bryce.